The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This stage, you would have seen the story about the drop in people paying their license fee. About 6,000 fewer people have paid their TV license fee in June and July of this year compared to last year. And it signals something of a looming financial crisis uh, for RTE. This alone will cost them one million euro and it lights the fuse. Uh, for the government in terms of making a decision about how to fund uh, the station into the future. They might get away with a short-term bridging loan, a bailout, however you want to describe it, but that cannot be uh, the policy in perpetuity. What should the policy be? John McCurk is the editor of Gript.ie. John, what shape should funding take at the national broadcaster? Well, they could start by selling Donnybrook and selling 2FM. And selling, uh, first of all, hello, Kieran. I should have said that at the start. But they should, they, 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 the funding should be nada, zip, nothing. I am presently talking to you on what I consider to be a public service broadcaster. This morning, as I was driving from Tipperary to Galway, I was listening to Galway Bay FM, which I consider to be a public service broadcaster. And so do its many, many listeners, as do many, many listeners on local radio stations all around the country. Um, I watched shows this weekend on Virgin Media, which I think is a public service broadcaster and doesn't get any state funding. Um, And I have been in your studio, Kieran, just as I have been in the studio of the program currently airing opposite you on RT Radio 1, and I've seen the gulf in resources with what you operate with compared to what they operate with. The TV license, as we have seen in recent weeks, very clearly is responsible directly for a lot of the excess and bloat and greed Greed maybe is the wrong word, but excess and bloat that we see in RTE because it's not their money. They don't have to fight for it. They don't have to provide a public service. They can reproduce the same stale programming month after month, year after year, uh, with zero consequences because their funding is sourced from poor taxpayers at the point of a guard of baton or or a judge's hammer. That is the situation we have with the media in the country. We have one enormous broadcaster that does not have to compete with all of its other competitors that is operating on a massive budget for no good reason when there are many people providing a service just as good or better, which the public are paying for through choice. I don't know why in any world um, you know, I I keep hearing this stuff about, oh, we need public service broadcasting. Why should be the question that's asked. And why do we not have public service broadcasting in other stations? It is a crutch for the government doing what the government wants to do, which is to keep RTE in place um, for reasons that pass my understanding. Um, If it can't survive on its own two feet, just like every Mm. single one of its competitors do, then it shouldn't survive. Maybe they look. View. Maybe the the government look at, at the visa in other jurisdictions, and they see. And this maybe isn't the case here yet, but they fear it might be the case at some point in the future that uh, stations like this one uh, uh, would become partisan and aligned to one particular party, for example. Uh, and then, in that scenario, there is a value to have a, a broadcaster that would be considered an independent arbiter. So there's two points I'd make in in respect to that particular argument. The first is that that is a matter of regulation. Uh, You, you, like every other broadcaster in Ireland, are regulated by the Broadcasting Authority. You have limits Mm. in what you say. You are prohibited by law, which, by the way, I think is ridiculous, but you are, Kieran, from expressing a political opinion. I can tell you who I'd vote for at the next election. You can't tell me on the air. That's the law because you're presenting the program. So there's regulation in place to prevent that in the first instance. But in the second instance, that argument explicitly concedes 
explicitly concedes that RTE is in fact a political institution. If your argument for a national state broadcaster is it prevents extremism and promotes moderation and promotes sensibility in our politics, then you're saying it's not a media actor but a political actor whose job is to promote centrism and nice things and all the things that we in the political establishment like, which of course many of us would say has been the case for many years, that it is an explicitly political institution that in many cases pursues explicitly political goals as it is. Um, and, 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 and so I don't, I don't buy that argument for a second. Um, if you can't regulate uh, media when you grant them a license, then that's poor regulation. And if you're saying we need a state broadcaster to combat political extremism, then you're effe- effectively saying what we need is a pravda for the centre, which is what RTE is being portrayed as being. So neither of those arguments, I think, stand up. Dr Eileen Cullity is with us as well, Assistant Professor at the DCU Fujo Institute at School of Communications. Uh, Eileen, you're welcome to the show. Uh, what shape do you think funding for RTE, if indeed there should be funding. John contends there shouldn't be. Uh, what shape should it take in the future? Well, I would just agree with something John said there about there being public media, elements of public media across the media system. So you can look at any Irish media outlet and say that it performs uh, some public service. What I disagree with is that the licence fee is the reason we are where we are now. It's the commercialisation of RTE is where we are now. Because the model that we've had in Ireland where we had this absurdly outdated license fee plus advertising meant that RTE was chasing more and more commercial revenue. And so the whole rationale for public media is not reduced just to news. It's actually to ensure that the interests of the nation are being served because commercial media have to return a profit. That means that any programs about, say, Irish history or culture or identity are likely to be sidelined by the kinds of programs that make money. The problem we have is that RTE was getting the public funding, but also acting a bit more like a commercial outlet. Like that's the, the crux of it. Uh, so in terms of what I'd like to see in the future, I think we should look at the, the Nordic countries where they've adopted a taxation model and moved away from license fees. Some like Denmark have also put a levy on um, streamers like Netflix. And they're going to use that money not just for the public broadcaster, that's only part of it. They will also use it for the film industry and for other media as well. Mm. And and in in those jurisdictions, uh, Eileen, and forgive my ignorance, are are there ads on those TV stations? No, because the funding, well, they vary in how they do it exactly. So it's it's the the funding that you could Closer to the BBC model. You could take away um, advertising because one of the other issues with RTE relying on advertising is that it's taking money from commercial outlets. Mm. Even with things like, say, sports rights, it's driving up the price. So it's an absurd system across the board. But there's still a rationale for a public funded media system. So it, 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 there is maybe it's a kind of surprisingly some common ground between both of you. You both seem to be of the view that, listen, this dual model is, is dysfunctional. Uh, but Eileen, your view is is more that the Nordic slash BBC route. John McGurk, your view is more the Channel 4 route, is it? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I mean... There's merit in what Eileen says. I mean, there's no, you, you should concede when, when the person you're on with has a decent argument. And it's true that Orhi's commercial uh, advertising probably takes revenue from you guys and, and from all the other commercial competitors. And that, and that is another element to which, in where they have an unfair competitive advantage in the marketplace, I would say. Where I disagree is this idea that if it was just state-funded, it would all be you know, happy and wonderful and, and, and well-managed. There's zero evidence for that. As I've said, there's far more evidence I think it, when we see what, what's happened over the last couple of months, 
that the fact that they didn't have to be lean and mean and compete on an even playing field with everybody else allowed this absurd culture to develop inside the station of waste and, and, and productions like the Toy Show musical and everything we've seen with salaries. There is no doubt um, that the, the top 10 best-paid broadcasters in RTE earn, I, I suspect, higher than, than, than any other 10 broadcasters outside of RTE in the country. And the reason for that is they don't have to compete or, or market themselves on commercial terms or focus on delivering a quality product. If you want a public service broadcaster, this is what's key to me, you need a broadcaster that is responsive to the public. And you can't be responsive to the public if the public are forced to pay you at gunpoint, which is the current situation, because there's nothing... I can't switch RTE... If I switch RTE off, there is zero consequences to RTE. If I switch News Talk off, there are consequences for you guys. That means that, that you guys have an incentive to provide programming that serves my interest. RTE has zero incentive. And when you remove the, you remove the license fee, even, and go for this straight handing over of taxpayer money, as Eileen seems to suggest, then you remove any last remaining incentive uh, uh, RTE has to yeah. serve the public. Eileen also it's suggests, and, 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 and Eileen, correct me if I'm wrong and, and, and jump in if I'm putting words in your mouth, but Eileen also suggests, though, John, that without that public service mandate uh, and she gave the example of, of Irish history or culture or language programmes that might not ever get to air in a solely commercial environment. That's not true. As far as I'm aware, the broadcasting licence for your station, Kieran, mandates at least one hour of Irish language programming per week, which you provide. It, provi- it mandates... Splunk with Cuan O'Farrita, Eredea Clog. Yeah, it, it, it mandates it mandates all of that stuff that you've just discussed. There's a science hour, I think, at 10 o'clock. On, I'm not going to advertise New Talk. You can do that. But that is in your <laughs> licensing requirements. It already exists. It exists for every radio station and broadcaster in the country. Um, the, the idea that, I mean, I, I would not propose in getting rid of TG4, by the way, which I think is a specific cultural service uh, targeted at, 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 at the Irish language speaking sadly minority in the country. That, that's, that's a genuine act of public service broadcasting. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. This, you mentioned something there about taxing Netflix. I know, I know you are advocating it, but it's been done in other countries. But the idea that I should pay a tax on Netflix, which I'm interested in watching, so that I can subsidize somebody else to watch Fair City, which you would have to pay me to watch and prop my eyes open to watch, is well, a, it's a it's levy nonsense. on Netflix. So Netflix yeah, but, but, is but, but, paying but, but, a levy but, 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 on I mean, the earnings it raises in Denmark. But that's, that's ridiculous because you are taxing them for their success to subsidize somebody else's nonsense. I mean, why should... Netflix is getting levied because people well, want to watch it. Okay, let, let, to let, let's... Yeah, John, let's let Eileen respond to that. Yeah. It's not to subsidize nonsense. It will be to subsidize uh, a native film industry and drama production industry so that Irish stories could be told. I mean, the huge, what we see internationally is this move to globalization with massive corporations that have no interest in Ireland whatsoever. We can't leave the telling of our own stories uh, to the wider market. Now, I would agree with you that it's very hard to make an argument that we should all adopt an individual tax to pay for ORTE as it is. But I would like to see as ORTE become a public infrastructure for media in Ireland. So it's much more like in the same way we support and pay for public libraries, even if we don't use them ourselves. And the library isn't a competitor of commercial bookshops. That's a model I'd like to see or to ego down where it's a platform to access Irish culture, where they have an outreach arm and they go into communities and work with schools to help people make media and develop media literacy. And that would demonstrate that it's relevant for the world we actually live in. I don't think anyone's suggesting that the public should be asked to pay for more of the same. 
Well, uh, uh, more the same, uh, certainly not uh, the preference of the our older listener if they're going to clean up their act or rather one listener says if they do clean up their act uh, licence fee payments uh, might recover. Switzerland has ads and a licence exactly like RTE but an awful lot more oversight. Mark says there are obvious problems with RTE however if all media is privately run and owned we get the US style of partisan media with he- wealthy right wing dingbats running the show. I live in Switzerland they have public service TV and radios and private stations they also have a licence fee. It acts as a counter to extremist media no Nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean it's not political, but not owned by a mogul. And so says Mark. Who knew we had so many people listening with uh, uh, an understanding of the Swiss media landscape? There you go. 087-1400-106. John McGurk, the editor of Grip.ie, and Dr. Eileen Cullity, assistant professor at the DCU Fujo Institute and School of Communications. 087-1400-106 uh, is the number. I mean, there are three options on the table. You continue with this dual licence and commercial remit that RTE currently has and has had for several years or you go the BBC route all licence fee all taxpayers money no ads or you go the Channel 4 route no taxpayers money all ads The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.